Ramley, Ramley, Ramley. Welcome in to Ramsaholic Season 1, Episode 6. I'm your host, Shay. You can find me on Twitter at ShayTweetedAt. You can also find the team and all of our other content over at Toilets to Titles. On today's episode of Ramsaholic, I'm going to talk about the NFC West, give predictions on the division standings, look at the over-under for each team, and look at key matchups. Cue the intro. Before we get into today's episode, you guys should check out all of our content, including articles, mock drafts, player rankings, and episodes at toiletstotitles.com. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe buttons. Also, turn on the post notifications so you don't miss out on all of our daily content. Also, while you're on YouTube, the CFB Nation YouTube channel is our sister network, and they bring you daily college football content. Show them some love by subscribing. Throw us an Apple Podcast iTunes review. And lastly, if you'd like to interact with the team, discuss NFL, fantasy football, college football, sports betting, or if you'd like to get into our weekly mock drafts, Reach out to me or Coach Sheps at Coach S C H E P P S to get into our gilded chat. So the NFC West, it's a uh, it's a great division, uh, a lot of history to it. Um, it's usually a division that lately has been representing the NFC West in Super Bowls, um, besides the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, 49ers, and Seattle have all been in Super Bowls over the last 10, 11 years. And Seattle's won. The Rams have won. So let's just jump into the 2022 standings. Um, San Francisco finished 13-4, first place. Seattle Seahawks finished 9-8 in second place. Our Los Angeles Rams finished five and twelve, third place, and the Arizona Cardinals last place at four and thirteen. Of course, that's last year, but it's always good to look at it, and um, you know you could really see what was the reason for a lot of these wins and losses between all of these teams. San Francisco, outside of quarterback, stood relatively healthy. They dominate on defense all season. The run game, once they got Christian McCaffrey, really hit off. Seattle was a sleeper team. They were projected to be a top five team in the NFL draft pick-wise and and getting guys like Shroud, Bryce Young. I mean, Anthony Richardson, the hype started to come on later in the season, but they were supposed to be in the running, especially with a guy, a journeyman like Geno Smith, at quarterback. No one really thought they would make the playoffs. Um <clears throat> Our Los Angeles Rams, 5-12, and 12, horrible season. Um, we should have went back-to-back, back, of course. You know, you 
just won a Super Bowl. And then you had Bobby Wagner. You add Allen Robinson. You know, losing Odell Beckham definitely hurts, but should not hurt enough to go 5-12. and 12, But the injury bug hit the Rams, uh, as you've heard me talk about in previous episodes. We definitely hit the injury bug. And not to make excuses, but it is what it is when you're when you're starting different offensive line rotations week to week to week to week every week in the NFL signing 38 year olds off the street to play left tackle. It's it's going to be tough to really contend. And then you lose guys like Stafford, Cobb, Donald towards the end of the season, and there's your recipe for a five and twelve season. Horrible. Uh, Arizona Cardinals four and thirteen. They went, I believe, 11-5 and five the year prior, so that was a shocker. They really did not play well all season. Uh, Kyler Murray lost leadership, I guess you can say, of this team. Um, the Call of Duty memes, uh, the not focusing, and, and then the injuries hit hard on them. I thought Arizona probably could have been – before last season, I thought it would be the Rams, San Fran, Arizona, Seattle. <clears throat> so that was a shocker. I mean, I thought they would have at least won eight games, but 4-13 and 13 was their record. Um, ended up trading picks with uh, Houston. So if Arizona struggles next year and Houston does, they could have possibly two of the top three picks. Um, let's take a look at FanDuel Sportsbook. Over under, I picked FanDuel because personally that's what I like to use. I do like DraftKings as well, but they're pretty much in line with each other. So they have San Francisco at 10.5 wins, Seattle Seahawks at 9 wins. Get ready to laugh. The Rams at 6.5 wins, and the Cardinals at 4.5 wins, which is the lowest win total projection in the NFL. Um, I won't give my predictions yet. I will discuss what I do think the standings will be like, and then I'll revert back to the over-unders and see if it. I feel it is going to be over or if it's going to be under. I'm not someone that just says, oh, I think this, you know, I like to look at the games for each of these teams in our division. And that's when I came up with the records for each of the teams in our division. And then I look at the over-under and see if if my prediction was over or under. Um, so let's get into each team's outlook. Let's start with our Los Angeles Rams. To me, our outlook is actually pretty solid. You've heard me talk about it in episode five, episode four, episode three, episode two, episode one. I have been emphasizing 10 and 7 as the Rams record. I think I'm going to be right on this. And if I'm not, let me hear it. And if I am, congratulate me, you know. Hopefully it's over. Hopefully it's more than 10 and 7. That is just my honest opinion of where the Rams are going to finish. Um, I love the offense that we're building I think the offense is going to be the strong point this year. Last year was the weak point, which was a shocker under Sean McVay. That's the first time that's ever been the case. It's usually we relied on our offense more so. But our defense has always been solid. Um, <clears throat> Matthew Stafford, I, I expect a bounce-back season. 
Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in football. I know what he's going to bring week to week. Cam Akers, the last three weeks of the season, three, four weeks of the season, was one of the hottest running backs in football rush yards-wise. I look for that to continue. Offensive line, I look for the offensive line to be a really strong point for us. We cannot allow it to be a weak point for us. So, you know, for me, our outlook is playoffs. I'm not going to say a Super Bowl contending team the Rams are. I feel there's some teams in the NFC that are built for a Super Bowl better than us. But if we make the playoffs, anything could happen. But where I'm standing as I see the, the Rams as a playoff team and a wild card team, um, <clears throat> either the sixth or the seventh seed. San Francisco, um, they have issues at quarterback, but everywhere else they're pretty solid. I think the offensive line is probably their other weak point. Um, they lose McGlinchkey. I don't know how big of a loss that is. They have Trent Williams, probably one of the best offensive linemen in football over the last decade. Um, they have Christian McCaffrey when healthy, which he was all last year, the best running back in football. They have Debo Samuel, a gadget guy. Not really a wide receiver to me per se, but a gadget guy, a guy you could use in the backfield, screens. He could really get you those extra hard yak yards. <clears throat> Solid weapons to have on your offense. Um, Brandon Ayuk, a good route runner. Solid hands. George Kittle, good, very good blocker and blocking tight end. Uh, also very skilled out in the open field when catching the ball and really does what the team asks. And then the defense is probably the best in football. Secondary is probably their weak point, which says a lot about the defense and as a whole. Um, they added Javon Hargrave, who was uh, someone that really shocked the sports world, uh, the NFL world. Last year, he really came on for the Philadelphia Eagles, was a big part of their Super Bowl run, really clogged the middle at the defensive tackle. Now he's going to be playing with Bosa and Armstead. Trey Jackson's also there, young kid. So that defensive line is probably a top two, maybe the best unit in football. Then linebackers, yeah, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. So <clears throat> San Fran is built for a Super Bowl run. Unfortunately, I hope they don't win. I mean, they haven't won since 1995, so I hope that continues. And it probably is going to continue because their quarterback issues. Um, I do think Trey Lance is going to get the shot to start. Uh, Brock Purdy's hurt. Is he going to be ready to start immediately? I don't know. And how effective will he be? That's an elbow injury. He had a little bit of a fluky run last year. Will he be able to continue that? He was the last pick in the draft. It is a great system, so it makes it a lot easier. So if it's a great system and it makes it a lot easier, is Sam Darnold have a shot to be getting some snaps this season? It's just a QB carousel right now in San Fran. There's no Jimmy G, so there's really not that veteran presence out there. 
So San Fran going to be able to <clears throat> get over those quarterback woes and finally win a Super Bowl in the post-free agency era? We'll have to see. But the outlook for San Fran is a Super Bowl team. They're projected by a lot of analysts and the media, them and the Eagles as the top two teams in the NFC. A lot of people use what happened last year in their predictions for this year, but both teams, if anything, seem like they got a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, the outlook for San Francisco is definitely Super Bowl. I think that's where they have their eyes on. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, they just went 9-8, and eight, made the playoffs. They did lose to the 49ers. They actually ended up getting blown out after keeping it pretty close in the first half. Um. Pete Carroll, he's a very good coach. Uh, he's a coach that gets the most out of his quarterbacks. I talked about that already. They have a studded wide receiver trio now with Jackson there, Jackson Smith. So if he can live up to his hype with, with Lockett and DK Metcalf, that's a solid trio right there. And you have Kenneth Walker. Charbonnet and running back, them two together. That should be a solid one-two punch. Offensive lines, very weak, below average unit. Defense, <coughs> I like their safety group <coughs> and their linebacker group, but defensive line is sus. Um, Cornerback's pretty solid now, actually, and so their whole secondary in, in general should be improved. So I think for Seattle – they're a team that's a fringe wildcard team, same boat as the Rams. Um, then you have the Arizona Cardinals. Their outlook is, are they going to tank? For Caleb Williams, for Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. Should they could get two of those guys, obviously, uh, if Houston does what? They've been doing, and if Arizona does bad again, uh, Arizona, I don't think their outlook's high. Kyler Murray, who knows when he's going to come back? Maybe November. And then if he is healthy and they're like, let, let's say 0 and 7, 0 and 8, do they really rush him out? Like, all right, 0 and 7, 0 and 8, maybe that's a little harsh, but <clears throat> I wouldn't be shocked. Would you? So I would say the outlook for Arizona is tank. You know, if I was a Cardinal fan, I wouldn't expect much. You know, they lost Watt to retirement. He was kind of older. They lost Hopkins. He's going to turn 31. It's like uh, they have an agent, James Conner. So I don't know. I don't see – I don't expect much for Arizona. If Arizona wins even – if the Heat wouldn't go above 500, that would be even a bigger shock than Seattle last year because they have a new coach now. So Arizona's outlook is top three pick, right? So let's look at some key matchups for our division. Um, I'll be honest with you, Arizona, I'm not putting – as a key matchup here. I think it's a three-man race for this division. 
with San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Seattle. I do not see Arizona contending at all between us three teams. Uh, so <clears throat> the Rams, I mean, hey, throw us right into the West, right? Uh, week one at Seattle. Then week two hosting San Francisco. So, yeah, we're hosting San Francisco, but there will be more 49ers fans with the Rams not projected to be. Super Bowl team, you're probably going to see a lot of people sell their PSLs and season tickets, privacy license um, from probably every home game. So that's those are two big matchups to start the season for the Rams. If they could go one and one, that's solid. You don't really want to go 0 and 2 to start the season and put yourself in a hole at 0 and 2 in the overall standings. And then putting yourself at an 0-2 hole in the NFC West standings with six games. <clears throat> the highest you can win is four at that point. Um, and then you have Seattle. And then the Rams, <clears throat> um, week 18, travel to San Francisco. Now, if the cards turn out the way we want, maybe that could be a division for first place, that game right there. <clears throat> the fact that they put it at the last week of the season, maybe the NFL knows something. Maybe they think that's a game that they are going to be able to, you know, switch off one of the games on primetime and put that game in there. <clears throat> Never know. Um, the way I see the, our division going, it's possible that that Week 18 game versus San Francisco is huge. And even if... San Fran already has the, the division clinched. That could be a game for the Rams to get in the playoffs, a must win. So I do think that Week 18 game is going to be crucial, mainly for us. So I'm looking forward to that. And then you have Seattle and San Fran. They play each other Week 10 and Week 12. So they're going to see each other in three weeks twice. That's huge. And the first game, Week 10, is in Seattle. I can see Seattle pushing them for a split this season. They usually do beat San Fran. Obviously, that was more with Russell Wilson, but Geno Smith played some good ball last year, and it's a good matchup. They got Wagner now, so those two games, those will be interesting. I do think both games will be close. Uh, let's talk about some ways each team can win their division. So for the Rams to win this division, we have to stay healthy. Offensive line has to protect. We need Matthew Stafford to be Super Bowl Matthew Stafford. We need this defense, very young defense, to play out their ass. And we need Aaron Donald to really lead these guys. You know, it's it's going to take a group effort for the Rams to do it. They can do it if they do all five of those things. For San Francisco to win, they just have to run the ball, play solid defense. You know, I, I think they're the favorites to win our division, so they just can't beat themselves. They can't lose easy games, and they have to figure out their quarterback situation. They can't just have this QB carousel going on. They have to find their guy. If it's Trey Lance, they have to ride that out, and he has to perform 
for them to win this division. If it's Brock Purdy, he has to perform for them to win this division. And if it is Sam Darnold, he has to perform for them to win this division. Seattle Seahawks, for them to win, Geno Smith has to ball out again. The offensive line has to block a lot better than it did last year. Cross has to step up at the left tackle. Uh, the run game has to do what they've been doing. You know, their receivers are good, and the defensive line has to get some pressure, some sacks. And they have Wagner there now, so he just has to bring that veteran leadership. If they do all those things, then, yeah, they have a chance. Now, this one's tough. Arizona Cardinals. <clears throat> For Arizona to win this division, they need they need Christian McCaffrey, Tebow Samuel, Trent Williams, Fred Warner, them all to go on IR. They need 70% of the San Francisco 49ers. They need, they need the Rams. And Seattle, they need all their stars to go on IR. That's the only chance they have to win this division, and I'm being dead serious with you. They have 0% chance to win. But if they, if San Fran, Los Angeles, and Seattle all deal with a big injury bug, okay, there's their chance right there, okay? You know what? Cardinal fans, let me hear it, all right? But if you guys do win this division, that's the only way I see it happening. All right, quick break. Um, if you guys would like to support us at Twelve the Titles, um, you know, even a little bit of support helps. Please join us at Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com backslash toilets to titles. We have a whole bunch of levels that you could join, entry level to a higher level where you'll actually be able to get roster analysis we could break down your your draft your team um, we have packages that could get you into the frankenstein which starts up soon it's draft season uh, it's a 25 dollars value you'll get that free so you honestly you'll be paying for your patreon and the frankenstein is going to be free for to cover it for like the first two or three months uh, and then we offer everything from one-on-one -on -one draft advice dfs advice so definitely check it out. Uh, we appreciate the support from the Title Tribe, from the Ramily. Uh, you know, we're growing. The YouTube's growing. Um, the algorithm's starting to show us more love. Twitter's got, going up. So, yeah, we have shows every day, different shows for different sports teams, uh, betting now. So if you're a big better, you could check out our betting show we have now, Fantasy Football. I'm actually writing up my rankings right now. I believe they should drop by the end of this week, early next week. So check it out. So now the big finale, my predictions on the overall standings. So you guys have heard me say Rams 10 and 7. So where does that put us? That puts us in second place. Um, unfortunately, I have our rivals, the team I do not like at all, finishing in first place, the San Francisco 49ers at 12 and 5. 
Then I have Seattle Seahawks finishing third at nine and eight again. And then the Arizona Cardinals at three and 14. So there you have it. San Fran, Los Angeles, Seattle, Arizona. That's my predictions on the standings for this year for the NFC West. I have San Fran obviously making the playoffs by winning the division, the Rams making the wild card by going 10 and seven, and then Seattle and Arizona missing out on the playoffs. Seattle at nine and eight, Arizona at three and 14. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, make sure to smash that like button, subscribe, turn on the post notifications. I really appreciate the love, Ramily, Title Tribe. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. I'm your boy, Ramsaholic, at Shay Tweeted That. And I'm out. It's 4 a.m. in New Bedford. I'm getting my shit together. City just ain't safe. These kids down for whatever. Letting the lead fly. They flocking just like a feather. I couldn't stay there forever. Career not getting better. I ain't no rapper. Can't imagine not getting cheddar. They posting pics in their base models. Not even leather. <laughs> not even leather. It's 4 a.m. White. Wait. The city just ain't What's up, Title Tribe? We appreciate you watching the show. If you want to catch up on all of our college football content, make sure you subscribe to the CFB Nation by clicking their link below. Make sure you subscribe to the Toilets Titles Podcast Network by clicking our link below. And make sure to catch our other content by watching these videos to the side.